breakfast he need? Some what? Some water. <laughs> Your South Jersey is showing. <laughs> he needs some wa- water. 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 <laughs> Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Anubis Backwards podcast. Today we are recapping House of Identity and House of Emergency. We open with the iconic intro as always, and then we cut to breakfast where the Sabunas are sitting around and Nina is telling them about how Sarah said Victor murdered Sarah's parents. And then Fabian asks about the elixir, but Nina says Sarah didn't say anything new, just mentioned tipping the scales of life. I always take my notes after work on Saturdays, which is a hoot and a half. But my note is literally, bro, I'm tired. I often was convinced Elixir said Eddie in your notes. And then I was like, damn, summer romance confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing it back to the Nettie summer romance. Em- Emily actually admitted to confirming the Nettie summer romance. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy those August socks. So Victor walks in and Nina covers by pretending she really loves the muffin she's eating. Then they all scatter and walk back to their room. Nick is standing by the stairs in workout clothes and tells Patricia to tell Mara to get a move on. I just really want a banana chocolate chip muffin right now, guys. Nina was getting better at excuses and we were giving her props for it, but she's back on being really bad at excuses in this episode. By being really? Like, she was like, what could, she was about to say like, what could the elixir be or something like that? And she's like, what could be better than this amazing muffin? It's so great. Like, she didn't even try. I was going to tried Nina, but like, did she? Try. No. Too busy thinking on... about that summer romance, you know. <laughs> Which didn't even happen yet because she hasn't met Eddie yet. Have. She hasn't met Eddie. Maybe they had a summer romance before she went to the UK and then they oh. rekindled it. We don't know. Ooh. Oh, oh, plot twist. Mick told Patricia to tell Mara to get a move on. Y'all know what that means. One point in the Patricia column. Patricia is real. They really have talked more than maybe it has. They did talk like multiple times in the last two episodes. So in their room, Mara is hiding under the covers. Patricia asks her if she's awake and she says no. Patricia tells her she missed breakfast and that Nick is waiting for her. Mara says she doesn't want any breakfast and Nick can wait all day. And then pulls the covers off herself and calls herself boring. Patricia says she's great and asks if this has anything to do with Nick. And Mara responds to this by pulling the covers back over herself. Like, bitch, I warned you. I called him a heartbreaker and you didn't listen. <laughs> also, I am also sick of myself, Mara. Get in line. No. <laughs> sad. No. This whole scene makes me sad. I'm just like, no, don't be sad over a boy. Don't change yourself for a boy. Like, Okay, I need you all to know that last night, like, as I was taking these notes, my entire work chat was going on, like, a, we don't need... A relationship but we would like one and also like let's not value ourselves worse than relationships yes snaps go off snaps i do like in this scene though that Patricia, like really hyping mara up and it's like you're great what are you talking about like we love that female like we love that female friendship female empowerment same z's Crow and alfie are in their room playing darts and they're complaining about mr winkler putting them on four weeks of probation okay throwing darts at a thing of a teacher seems like a great way to get expelled yeah yeah because what is it like a stuffed animal or something like i mean if like trudy or like victor saw it that seems like a great way to get in like huge amounts of trouble but this is anubis house nobody gets expelled they can do whatever they want i mean you're right though Unless it's convenient for them to get expelled. <laughs> if the teachers feel like it might be good for the plot. 
So they say that they're not allowed to play pranks or have any fun, so I guess that's what probation means. And then Alfie's like, what are we supposed to do now? Schoolwork? I was thinking about that. I wonder if probation means you're, like, one punishment away from, like, expulsion or suspension or something. Like, if you get in trouble one more time, so you just have to be, like, on your best behavior. They're not being on their best behavior. They're, like, (laughs) throwing darts. And then they come up with another prank idea later, so I don't know. They don't seem concerned about getting in trouble. They just seem annoyed that they got in trouble for this whole thing. (laughs) So Jerome has an idea and he's like, Alfie, whose fault is it that we're in this mess? Alfie says that they should share the blame for being in this situation. But Jerome says it's the seventh graders fault and that the seventh graders need to be punished and it's time for the return of the zombies. So then we cut to class and Fabian's telling Nina that he read all the time machine but couldn't find any secret codes and Amber brings up that the book doesn't have a clasp and that that was part of the clue. And then Mara walks in wearing fishnets, heels, a lot more makeup than she normally does. Her hair is straightened. Everyone looks shocked but they also look like they're kind of into it. This whole scene. music like this like cool girl <laughs> um Mara deciding to dress like Patricia can we discuss interesting yeah she thinks that Mick's gonna like her better if she looks like Patricia hmm. mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> another point I just want to unpack all the reactions in this scene I ended up watching it like two or three times just because everyone's faces were so funny so okay Fabian just like, I mean, just like his jaw drops and he drops the book that he's holding. So like maybe. And then Nina goes, I did not see that coming. And like, okay, but do Nina and Mara ever even talk? Like, she's like shocked. But Yes, Nara is real. (laughs) Nara is real, everybody. Back on my 2013 bullshit. Nara is real. Nina just thought that Mara in her new outfit was really hot. And that's why she's good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's having her bisexual awakening. (laughs) And then Alfie's jaw drops, but he's like, it's like so goofy the way he's looking at her. Like, it's almost in a way that's like hyping her up. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, work it. (laughs) And then Mick just like doesn't say anything and just points at her. (laughs) Like, it's just so good. This is a really fun, I was like laughing the whole time. I love these kids. Yeah, exactly. Mara she didn't have to put on all her makeup at once and Mara said that she was in a rut and it was time for a change and then Miss Andrews walks in and tells Mara not to chew gum in class Mara takes the gum out of her mouth and puts it behind her ear gross Mick asks Mara why she didn't show up for training this morning and she ignores him and then Miss Andrews asks Mara for her homework and she says she didn't do it I would like to discuss Jerome's face when Mara was putting the gum behind her ear because he looked so disgusted. I felt that. And also, Fabian's like shocked face when Mara said she didn't do her homework. He like was like, oh. I know, I saw that too, and I went to type it out, and you had already it. I was just like, <laughs> he's so horrified. It was so funny. I just love this scene. This is the real reason Fabian's shocked he didn't get valedictorian. He remembers. Yeah, he's like, Mara didn't do her homework that one time. So Mara starts sassing Mrs. Andrews, and Mrs. Andrews asks Mara if she's okay, and says she's not acting like herself, and Mara's like, good, success. Mrs. Andrews tells Mara to see her at lunch. Fabian is still, like, shook this whole scene. <laughs> His jaw is on the floor. Which, like, why is he so concerned? Fabian? Maybe. I'm just, like, really reaching for crumbs right now. Crumbs. With his reactions. And then just like 
honestly, this whole scene cracked me up and Mara's are cracking me up. And this must have been so fun for Taisy to film because like Mara is always the goody two shoes and she got to like do a total 180 this episode. As she deserves. We, we cut to drama class and we see Jerome and Fabian rehearsing for the play. They're doing a scene where they go to Tutankhamun's tomb looking for artifacts. Jerome is laughing the whole time. Jason asks for constructive criticism on the first few scenes. Dina points out that they're very rough scenes. And then Fabian says that this is historically accurate. Amber calls the play boring and Alfie wants someone to kiss someone or kill someone. <laughs> I'm with Alfie. I'm down for the killing. That would have been fun if they had killing or kissing. Like, I see where he's coming from. But also, Amber calling it boring. Girl, you're supposed to be helping too. Like, like don't call it boring. You could make it not boring. You're making Nina write this whole play when you're supposed to be writing this play with her. And then you're like, it's so boring, Nina. <laughs> So then Jason asks what they need in the play, and Jerome says girls in bikinis, and Alfie agrees. Jason says that he'll put that down as a wardrobe now. I just wrote the note, girls in bikinis. Jerome, no. No. Why? No. <laughs> and you know, like, it's so interesting, because I don't think they would write stuff like this in 2020. No. In a kid's show, do you think? No. Nope. I don't know. Yeah. But also... Jason saying, I'm just going to put this down as a general wardrobe note. Excuse me, sir. What? Like, shut that down. <laughs> shut that down. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Minor female bikinis. <laughs> and I know that I think Jason's kind of trying to troll Jerome, but still be like, no. <laughs> I don't think in 2020 they would put this in a kid's show just because they're making like an objectifying comment. And I feel like that they wouldn't. It yeah, would I agree. But this is 2011. I think like... That's, like, one thing I have to, like, remind myself. Every time we, like, complain about stuff, it's, like, this is a kid's show from 2011. And, like, you know, it is what it is. But still. Jerome and Alfie stop being horny bitches. <laughs> Jason says that Alfie wanted more action. Amber says, and more of the stuff that Sarah told us. Jason adds who Sarah is. Amber starts trying to tell them. And then Fabian covers by saying that Sarah is someone who works at the museum. Nina agrees, saying that she is a research assistant. And then goes into a lot of details, such as Inda tour guide, has red hair, and is a Gemini, I think. Fabian is making a whole, like, shut up face at Nina, and it's really funny. <laughs> He's right, honestly. That girl should stop trying to make excuses. <laughs> like, she's so bad. Like, she, she doesn't really try. Yeah, it's just like, she just, like, could have stopped at, oh, she's a tour guide. Or she could have just stopped and let, like, Fabian just saying, oh, it's someone that works at the museum. That was enough. They, they didn't need any more details. That's the key to lying is you give like very minimal details, but you leave just enough open-ended where if they ask questions, you can give them answers. Realistically, would you be out here like, oh yeah, she's a Gemini with red hair and all this stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I might say like the red hair thing. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, she might be a Gemini. <laughs> Unless that's like... It's her defining characteristic. I said on Twitter that it was actually our friend Sarah because she is a So, so far we have Emily's in this show, Grace is in this show, and now Sarah's in so the show. So you really have no proof that I'm not Jade Ramsey. I'm kidding. That was a terrible joke. Or that I'm serial. I could have been on the set every day. I think that you are the serial. Grace said I was cheese at one point. So like, I, you know, I'll take what I can get. You're in every breakfast scene. You are the cereal box with the treasure map on the back. Oh. Love pirates. <laughs> Nina loves pirates. <laughs> and taxidermy. 
And Gemini's. <laughs> and redheaded tour guides named Sarah, who might be Gemini's. Hmm. So, Jason asks what types of things Sarah has been telling them, and Fabian says stuff like plagues and locusts. Jason says it sounds interesting and tells Nina to go back to the museum and talk to Sarah again. Nina says, yeah, sure, Sarah from the museum, while glaring at Amber and grabbing her arm, to which Amber whispers what, and I said that they are both dumb and get no brain cells for the fact that they were really obvious. (laughs) Poor Fabian, he's like trying to put up with all this. (laughs) He's like, I'm surrounded by idiots. In the hall, Patricia is telling Amber she doesn't know what goes on in her head. Amber is confused as to what she did because she thought they agreed to use Sarah's story to get a reaction from Victor. Nina says that they are trying to do that, but they don't want people knowing that she is still alive and living nearby, especially people that are suspected murderers. Amber says that she'll do better. Fabian says that it's okay and she's right. And they need more of Sarah's stuff in the play, but they can't be too obvious about it. Patricia says that they have more pressing issues to worry about than the play. They have all been thinking about the elixir, but they have no answers. And here, Amber says, maybe I'm going to have to start thinking also. Please do start thinking, ma'am. I love her. I love her too. She's my friend. At the house, Mick is staring at the clock. Mara walks by in a non-uniform version of her new look. She's still wearing like fishnets and like a like cool girl look. Mick asks her when they're starting training in 10 she says that never is never good for you. Sassy. <laughs> so funny. I love Sassy Mara. Me too. Mick asks if she's done something wrong. She says yes and tells him that she overheard him talking to Jerome and Alfie and saying that she was too sensible and serious. I don't understand the background music note I made, but the background music in this scene. <laughs> they have a lot of fun background music in today's episode, yeah. so like... Mara refers to Jerome and Alfie as Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. I just, you know, appreciate that Mikara is talking about their feelings again. Like, Mick's like, is something wrong? And Mara's like, yes, something's wrong. Let me tell you what's wrong. And I'm like, wow, look at this communication. Not not that they're resolving anything in this scene, but like, at least it's getting, it's getting put out there. When you don't want to resolve your feelings, but you want them to be known. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least I appreciate that. Nick refers to it as just guy talk. And Mara says, you love training with me. You kiss me. And then I'm sensible and boring. I'm sick of it. And I said, ugh, for blaming it on being guy talk. Annoying. And then I was like, Mara, call him the fuck out. Oh, Mara. I can't. This is how we've all wanted to be towards some guy acting like a dick to us at some point in our lives. <laughs> so I feel that. Mara is an icon. So Mick says that's why she's been acting weird today. Mara says that it was time to stop being sensible, boring, predictable Mara. Mick says that he likes the old Mara. Mara really out here just becoming Patricia and being like, what of it? It's kind of cute that he says I like you when you're being like the real you and not this weird Mara. <laughs> and that's why Patricia didn't work out. Yeah. Rip. So Mara says that he's only saying that because she sorts out his training program for him and Mick says no, he really likes her a lot, but she's like not enough to go out with and he doesn't say anything so she walks away and Mick watches her walk away looking sad. Emily, you had a note, but yeah, I was thirsting over so. Bobby. <laughs> oh, I really wasn't. I just said he has pretty eyes. He does have pretty eyes. Yeah, I was like, it was another one where I went to go write that and you had already written it. So yeah, I think his his blue outfit just really made his blue eyes pop and I was very much enjoying the view. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he has pretty eyes. Brenda goes, I love the view. <laughs> You're my best view, Mick. <laughs> uh, but this scene made my heart both happy and sad because it's like Mick's being like, I like the real Mara. I want like I like the real you, but then when she's like, but you don't want to be with me, and he just doesn't say anything, I was like, ouch. So, 
dramatic. But at least he has pretty eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, in their room, Jerome and Alfie are putting on their zombie costumes to terrorize the lower school dorm. So, I didn't make this note, but real quick. So, I guess this kind of confirms that, like, the younger grades have their own type of dorm. So, they must have moved oh. all the kids. I don't know. Maybe they lived together before they lived in Anubis' house. But it seems to be, if that's the case, that they didn't move into Anubis' house specifically until they started high school or the british version of that but the school is very americanized the thing is it still sounds like i thought it made drill made it sound like he's also like been with like trudy his like majority of his life so like unless she was just like i've attached i've attached grown attached to this 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 prop i'm going maybe. to follow them from the middle school or like maybe that maybe there was another trudy before trudy was trudy and then Trudy was like, oh, I want this position. I can stay with these kids that I've been, like, taking care of for years. That would make sense. Like, maybe, like, if they, she was, like, there's probably still a house mother in, like, the lower school dorms. And maybe because she, like, really liked them and had known them since they were, like, children, a position opened up for her to, like, work at Anubis. Maybe Victor was like, I ain't doing it anymore, guys. I'm done with these kids. <laughs> maybe that's when he got really heavily involved with the elixir, so he needed time to focus on his true passion. Yeah, his true passion, living forever. Being a scientist. <laughs> so Alfie can't find his zombie mask and says he thinks he left it in the cellar. Jerome is straight up like, it's fine, your face will do. Jerome, stop being mean to Alfie. <laughs> mean. So Jerome helps Alfie sneak in from like the outside cellar door. But Victor sees Jerome and asks him what he thinks he's doing. Jerome says he's getting into character for the play because he is a method actor and he came to investigate a banging he heard. Victor tells him he knows the cellar is out of bounds and tells him to go back in the house. And then Victor is looking at the outdoor entrance. And then we see Alfie in the cellar looking around with the flashlight. He grabs his mask but realizes that the exit is closed. He calls for Jerome thinking that Jerome is playing a prank and tells him it's not funny and to open the window. Okay, so this isn't my note I had here, but wouldn't Jerome just, like, wait for it to be all clear and try to go back out to open it from the outside? That's what I would do if I were Jerome. Like, I would wait, like, ten minutes until Victor walked away, and then I would just go try to let Alfie out. I thought it looked like Victor was, like, locking it somehow, but I don't know. Maybe I... But he was just inspecting it. You're right. And I'm, like waiting until later at night and trying to go from inside the house even like if you wait till like at night you could still go do it from the outside and like was this after dinner that this was happening like and if it wasn't after dinner why did no one notice that alfie like wasn't at dinner (laughs) right also i made the note um so the mask thing would have been from a few nights ago right yeah how did victor not notice the mask (laughs) victor's stupid another good point no brain cells for victor And then in the house, we see the clock and it's still daytime. And then it transitions, signaling the passage of time. And it chimes to 10. And we see Victor giving his pin drop speech. I would be terrified if I was trapped in that cellar for that long and no one was trying to help me. Me too. Like, I feel so bad for him. Like, no one was trying to help him. Like, Jerome just dipped. Jerome, like, I don't know if Jerome was maybe, like, because he was on probation, like, and Victor was, like, you're trying to get in the cellar. Basically was, like, not letting him out of the house again, and maybe that's it. But, like, he really did just get abandoned. Yeah. I guess he doesn't have a phone either with him. Yes, because this is 
House of Anubis. No phones. What's a cell phone? I also wrote that this was very scary. And if I was Alfie, I'd be scared. But I really loved the way that they could kind of show the passage of time with the clock and then the clock transitioning with the like hands moving and then it chiming. I thought it was cool. That was cool. I would have to agree. It was a cool way to show the passage of time. So then Jerome, in the middle of Victor's pin drops, mind you, is tries to sneak out of his room. But Victor sees him and tells him to go back to bed. Jerome does not get the brain cell this week. Like, wait five minutes until Victor's not giving his speech. Like, obviously, Victor's standing right there if you still hear him giving his speech. I would say wait, like, ten. Yeah. Like, give it a little bit of time for Victor to walk away. Like, he's in the middle of his speech. You're like, let me sneak out right now. So dumb. So, Alfie's in the cellar, and then he hears the door unlock and someone walking down the stairs. So, goes to hide in a cupboard. And then Alfie hears the adults doing their weird ritual chanting thing and opens the cupboard a bit. And then we see a close-up of his face and he looks really scared. That poor boy. I feel so bad for Alfie. I feel bad for him too. And yeah, it's also like very scary to witness that. He's just in a cupboard and Jerome abandoned him and now the adults are doing some weird ritual shit. Don't you hate when you're just trying to hide in the cellar that your friend got you locked in and... <laughs> Some adults come and start chanting. <laughs> in robes. <laughs> like what? The damn robes. Okay. So now this is the middle of the episode. So a word from our sponsor. And we are back. So now we see Jerome tossing and turning in bed. And we see his clock that it is 1.09 a.m. He gets out of bed putting on a like flashlight headband. And he knocks on Fabian and Mick's door. He wakes Fabian up asking for help as Alfie is trapped in the cellar. Uh, Jerome really was like, guess I'll try to sleep before trying to save Alfie. I'm like, bro, what? Was he just like waiting till morning at this point? It's like 1am at this point. So it's it's been a few hours, more than a few. It's been like, let's see the story. Alfie's been in the cellar all night. I wrote, I guess he was trying to wait for Victor to be gone, but he literally should have gone at like 1030 or something. Or before lights out, after Victor told you to go away, you probably could have snuck outside again. This is why Jerome's not in Sabuna. He didn't try. At all. Then I made another comment that I like the way that they've been showing the passage of time because now we know it's like 1 o'clock in the morning because they like blatantly show us this on Jerome's clock. Yeah, that's cool. I also want to know where he got the headlamp. Why did he just have that? (laughs) Maybe for him and Alfie's like prank scheme. That's true. It was just, like, ready on his nightstand. Like, got my headlamp. (laughs) Ready. So, Mick, half asleep, thinks that Jerome is pranking them and says, Ha ha, Jerome, go away. Jerome says that Alfie has been down there for hours, swears that he is not lying, and tells them that he is really worried, so Fabian gets out of bed. I just really want Mick to get out of bed and go with them, too. Like, why does he just stay? Come on, Mick. Have some fun. Live a little. So we cut to the cellar. We see Jerome, Fabian, and Nina walking around with flashlights looking for Alfie. They don't see him. Fabian starts threatening Jerome about messing around, but then they hear a noise from the cupboard. The boys cannot agree on who will have to open it, so Nina does. Um, you know, this would have been a great time for Mick to join Sabuna. Yeah, Mick could have found out. Did Mick really just, like, decide to dip? Jerome comes to their room and, like, Fabian, like, was like, okay, go back to bed. I got this. Mick is, like, too busy sleeping always. Because wasn't that one time they were doing the ritual thing and Nina was in the attic and they were just like, nah, Mick's tired. He's going to bed. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, nah, I don't have time for this shit. I need to sleep. I'm an athlete. I need my eight hours of sleep. I'm not doing weird shit in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I love that Nina just kind of appears. 
Jerome only went to get Fabian. So, like, why is Nina here? And, like, well, okay, I wrote this down and then I thought about it more. So, I think they take the secret passageway to the cellar, which means they show Jerome the secret passageway to the cellar because he, like, references it later. Yeah. Because he's like, I'll tell you about, like, I'll tell your secret about, like, your passage. Um, But then, like, and so they probably needed Nina for the necklace. But then, like, if they went to go wake up Nina... Amber probably would have woken up too. And there's no way Amber would not have joined them. You know, like Amber would have been like, oh, Sabuna, like I'm coming. Yeah, she would have been like Sabuna stuff. I and mean, you think she would have been worried about Alfie? Like, even though Mick was like, fuck this shit. Right? I don't know. I wonder if there's like a deleted scene anywhere too of like Nina and Fabian showing them the passageway, like showing Jerome. Interesting that like obviously they did show Jerome because one, they're down there and then he references it later, but they don't show us it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, speaking of deleted scenes. So remember a few weeks ago when we talked about deleted scenes? So yes, I was is this going to be the tangent of the week? I was given some insight, well, not insider, but like my anonymous source who asked to remain anonymous oh. told me there was an extended version of the first episode. Um, they had sent me like a list of like the differences between the ones that's like easily found. Like the prime one, the one on iTunes and then the like extended version. Um, it may exist somewhere on the internet. I just cannot provide you with that today or now. Like like the full like the full episode you mean? Yeah. Because I guess if you the best way to potentially look for them is because you know how the episodes are like episode one, episode two is to look for the episodes like as the standalones mm-hmm. versus like House of Secrets or whatever, the pilot. Or, that makes sense. Because I think my source also said they may have done this with the finale, but it the deleted scenes weren't as... There weren't as many. Or not as much was cut out. So that really wasn't a tangent. That was more just like, so... Some PSAs. We're going to start like reading all the differences. <laughs> Inside the cupboard, Alfie is curled up in a ball looking terrified and whispering, help me. Jerome tries to comfort Alfie. And they help him get out of the cover and walk upstairs. Um, we need to talk more about Alfie's anxiety. Thanks. Yeah. I'm worried about him. And then I said that, like, I feel like this is, like, the sole time that the show ever acknowledges and, like, accurately portrays how much trauma that, like, these kids have gone through and, like, witnessed all this, like, weird stuff that, like, as high schoolers especially, like, would cause them major trauma and, like, stress and anxiety. And they don't normally acknowledge that, so I found it interesting that, like, they did that with Alfie in this episode. Yeah, it's- I'm surprised we didn't see stuff like this more, honestly. Yeah, because they witness a lot of stuff in the future, and they seem very- much more indifferent to it than- Because we always say that these kids, I feel like, probably realistically would need therapy after they graduated from all the stuff that they witnessed and gone through. A hundred percent. Yeah. So then we cut to Mara walking into the laundry room. She says that Mick wrote a note asking Trudy to wash his sports kit and it is white and she puts a red sock in with it. Savage. (laughs) In his room, Alfie is tossing and turning, looking terrified. Jerome watches him and looks worried. So then we cut to breakfast the next morning where Mara is still in her new look. She has her feet up on the table and she is listening to music on her headphones. Patricia comes in and asks Fabian how Alfie is now, and Fabian says he hasn't seen him or Jerome all morning. Trudy asks Mara to take her feet off the table. Mara doesn't do it, so then Trudy rips the headphones out of Mara's ears and asks her to do it again. Mara finally takes her feet off the table, rolling her eyes. <laughs> the show. So moody. 
I love like bed. <laughs> Mara. Her feet on the breakfast table. I'm just having a fun time like watching the chaos of her. So we see Mick walk in and he asks Trudy if she got a chance to watch his clothes. She says yes. The sports outfit is in the machine, but he'll have to put it in the dryer. So he thanks her. And then we see Trudy asking Mara if everything is okay because she hasn't eaten. But during this, we hear Mick screaming from the other room. And Mara says that she has never felt better. (laughs) Mick comes in and tells Trudy that she has ruined his sports gear. It is shrunken and now pink. Oh my gosh. Patricia telling Mick he would look fetching in the pink sports gear. Like, make Trisha do be real. (laughs) They've literally talked more in this episode than maybe in talks in their entire buildup. Yeah. Right? Honestly... (laughs) <laughs> and like she's teasing him like I don't know that's kind of flirty just saying yeah and he does this little like shut it Williamson back to her like okay Mick <laughs> so Trudy apologizes for ruining his sports gear that she didn't ruin because it was Mara <laughs> you know and says that her and Mick can go through the lost fat property bin to find something else that he can wear is that, is that what they call it in the UK? It's lost property? Because we would call it lost and found. Yeah, we would call it a lost and found, but Trudy referred to it as lost property. Okay, but like, does Mick really not have any other sports gear? Yeah, like, like what? Mick, every single outfit Mick owns right now is dirty. Like, he doesn't have any other sports outfits. He can't wash any of them right now. None of them are clean. His entire wardrobe is dirty. <laughs> or pink. But, like, that's not good thinking ahead. You're like, can you wash this one sports outfit for me? All my other clothes must be dirty that I have nothing to wear. <laughs> so, then Jerome walks in and tells Fabian that he could use some help. The Sabunas all look at each other and say, Alfie, and rush upstairs. Mara, this whole time, had her headphones in again. So, she just stays sitting at the table with her headphones on. Blissfully unaware. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mara is ignoring them to listen to music. And I said, Mick and Mara get the negative brain cells for this episode for how oblivious they are to shit literally happening in front of their face. Especially, the writers, I feel like, are just making really bad excuses to keep Mick and Mara out of the loop. They're like, they can't know, but they're in this scene. So, Mara's just gonna have her headphones in. And Mick's just gonna want to go back to bed. I guess she's doing her, like bad girl i don't care anything act too so that could be part of yeah, it yeah she's but... like alfie why would i care like, whatever <laughs> okay but jerome asking for help though jerome letting you know like he doesn't really ask for help in a lot of like what he does i'm proud of him i'm proud of him you can tell he's really worried about alfie that he's doing this well, you know, if Jerome used the brain cell, Alfie wouldn't be in the situation because there's no way that he would have been completely unable to at least attempt again to go get him before 10. Yeah, he just left him in there. <laughs> so Alfie is in his bed sweating and looking terrified. Patricia asks if he's all right. Jerome says he hasn't said anything since he's been back upstairs. Nina says that he's catatonic and wonders what he saw down in the basement. Amber says Victor stuffing cats, and Fabian tells her that she is not helping. So then Fabian leans towards Alfie and he jumps. Fabian tells him to snap out of it because it's time to go to school. Patricia says he won't wake up if Fabian tries it that way, so Fabian mentions there being pancakes in the kitchen. But Alfie is still unresponsive. I said this was not the move. Obviously there's something genuinely wrong with Alfie. Like, he obviously looks like there's something going on in the middle of this scene. Like, Fabian's just, like, trying to coerce him to get out of bed with pancakes. I know. 
I feel bad for him. Yeah, I feel so bad for Alfie. Like, there's obviously something going on. So then, Nina touches Alfie's arm, making him jump again. She asks him what he saw, and he starts saying that he saw something and hyperventilating. Then the Sabunas start getting really hyped, which makes Alfie hyperventilate more. Because they're all, like, screaming. Clearly, the Sabunas need to learn how to handle anxiety and panic. Yeah, because they all start panicking, which was not helping. They were... I was going to make a they tried note, but I don't think they did. I think they did try. Like, I do think they generally, like, care about Alfie and they were trying. Yeah, they're just teenagers. Okay, this is true. This is yeah, true. They're just teenagers. I don't really know what's going on. Jerome says that Alfie needs some water, so Nina gives him a drink out of Patricia's bag. This makes Alfie cough, and we see a kind of blurry shot of everyone from uh, Alfie's point of view. And then Alfie's eyes go wide and he passes out. I just said, protect Alfie. Wait, Laura, what does he need? Some what? Some water. <laughs> Your South Jersey is showing. <laughs> he needs some wa- water. 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 <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry, guys. I am very solid in my South Jersey. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, just protect Alfie at all costs. I hope Alfie got the therapy for the trauma he endured on the show. Me too. Also, not to get deep, but Alfie goes through so much shit on the show. But, like, other than when he's a sinner, he never lets it affect how he treats people. Aw, you're right. An icon. the My favorite character on the show, as we all know. And <laughs> just uh, a good song. Piper's right there, ma'am. Oh, I mean, but Piper exists for two episodes. <laughs> it's Alfie and then Joy and then Piper. Piper would be up there more if she existed for longer than five minutes. <laughs> it's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. Honestly, Piper should have joined the show in season three. It would have been hilarious. I would have loved that. They could have somehow coerced her because the descendants plot and like all yeah. this stuff. That would have been so fun. Oh my gosh, but imagine the like Eddie, Katie, Fabian, and Patricia dynamic because they have to help Piper who has no clue what's going on. So, season three. They have Piper, Elfie, Joy, and Jerome for, like, the four descendants. In Patricia or no? No, 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 not Patricia, because they just need four of them. So it's Patricia, KT, Fabian, and Eddie trying to figure out how to stop the thing. And Elfie's like, okay, so, like, we gotta go. Piper's like, I just want to participate, and I, like, love this school, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Piper's like, what's going on? Like, I'm here to have a good time. (laughs) And then the teacher's coming with the robes, and that's when Joy's like, I gotta go. And then Piper's like, I just don't know why everyone's freaking out. And Elfie's like, 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 I know that Piper would just be like, the teacher said we're doing, like, a school assignment. We're just gonna do the school assignment. Are you guys okay? Piper's just trying to vibe. Meanwhile, everyone else is Oh like, my god. It would be so funny. The season three arc we deserved. We could have got so much Pipey content. Oh, yes. I would have I preferred Pipey over Walfie. Me too. I do enjoy me some Walfie, but I would have preferred some Pipey. Says you so. Like Amber leaves, and like after that, we really get some Piper content. Okay, but Amber leaves, and then Piper shows up at school, and then yeah, and then Piper shows up, and then Patricia. Like I just went the like actual dynamic because we got little hints of it, and like I'll go more into this obviously in season two when I go on my Piper Pipey bullshit. But like the concept of Patricia like trying to deal with Alfie wanting to date her twin is so funny to me. Yes. <laughs> okay, but then we would have gotten Piper roasting Patricia at any given moment of time. Yeah, and it would have been so funny. Like the sibling the sister dynamic would have been so fun. We could have got Pipey. It would have been such fun like Petralfi content as well. Piper's here to roast her 
roast Patricia for dumping her boyfriend while she was in America. Like, yeah. Bitch. Piper's got the tea and is here to spill it. Yes. Piper and any of like, friends would be fun. Oh, like... honestly. Someone write me a fan fiction, please. Thank you. <laughs> Piper's in the show. Yeah. It would just be chaotic. Season three AU, but everything's the same, but Piper's there. <laughs> I somehow need to fit Willow in there too. Yeah, because I don't want to get rid of Willow. Yeah, I just I don't like get rid she of doesn't Willow. need to date Alfie okay, in this okay, AU. Okay. So Willow's still at Ice's house. Willow tries really hard to get Piper to switch with her. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I don't know if I actually think they would sh- should switch or not. They switch after the Descendants arc. P- Piper's done with the Nubis house. Piper's like, <laughs> Piper's like I need to get away from this weird shit. <laughs> Piper's like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm moving to a different house. Piper yelling the nursery rhyme, though. Okay, someone write us that fic. A lot of you guys have been writing us fics, and I'm very appreciative of it, so if anyone is inspired by that tangent, go for it. <laughs> and, and let us know, too. Hit me up for more ideas. I'm always welcome. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Alex regarding this scene that we have just strayed away really far from. So, again, <laughs> Alfie hyperventilating having some sort of anxiety attack. Um, Alex Sawyer is an incredible actor and I thought he did a really good job with this scene and like this whole episode because we don't get to see him do a lot of serious stuff and I thought he did a really good job, especially at, he was probably like 17 when he filmed this, maybe 17 or 18. Yeah, Alex did a great job and he doesn't normally get to do a lot of serious stuff, again, as Brenna said. So that's... Yeah, it was really cool yeah. to see. So then... Jerome is very worried, asking if Alfie is alright. Fabian says no. Patricia comes back in the room with a glass of water and asks Nina if she gave Alfie that drink because it was the container that she put the elixir in. Nina asks why the elixir was still in Patricia's bag and runs off to get help. In the kitchen, Trudy is going through the lost and found. Mick walks in wearing pink leggings and a yellow shirt with kittens on it that says pretty princess and asks if he should wear it. Trudy laughs at him, telling him it's perfect for a girl's dance class. I said this is a weird transition because it's very serious and then it's just like Mick in a funny outfit. Like, we're just gonna <laughs> give you Mick. They're like, we have to remind you that we are a kid's show. We can't get too dramatic. We have to be sad in a Nickelodeon way and, you know contradicted immediately with something funny yeah like they really were like (laughs) and then i was like mick kind of seems to be into the outfit so let him express himself (laughs) (laughs) and then i said why didn't mick not have at trudy wash any of his five thousand other sports outfits at this point instead of going through the lost and found wearing girls clothes i don't know mick does not have the brain so i'm just but I'm enjoying this scene. It's really funny. Like, the outfit he has on is so funny. But who do we think this shirt belongs to? I don't think any of them would wear this shirt. Any of the girls. I was going to say, it seems like something Amber would have owned in middle school. That's why it's yeah. a lost property. It's Amber's shirt from, like, five years ago. <laughs> well, like, is it the school or is it just the house's lost property? Because if it's just the house's, how do you, like, not know whose clothes are whose? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is the school's lost property. But That's again, true. if she went all the way to get the school's lost property, she couldn't have washed and they have mixed other sports clothes. <laughs> Plus, also, the odds of there not being, like, a men's sweatshirt or something in the whole school's lost property, like, very low. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we get to enjoy Mick in this crazy outfit, so who cares about the details? <laughs> this is just for comedic effect, because I guess the show decided that since we're having a lot of drama and sad shit going on, that we need it comedic. We needed a laugh. Yep. So then Nina runs in, telling Trudy to come quick because Alfie has collapsed. Then we cut to the hallway. Medics are taking Alfie out in a wheelchair. 
Trudy is going to go on the ambulance with him, and Victor is going to call his parents. Amber asks if he's going to be okay, and Trudy says she thinks so, but the medics ask if he had taken anything. Victor asks, like, what? Trudy says she doesn't know. Nina hands Trudy the bottle of the elixir, saying he took a sip of that right before collapsing. Trudy says it doesn't smell good and takes it with her. Victor locks the door and tells the worried Anubis Hoskins that no one is leaving until he finds out exactly what happened. Um, I just noticed in this scene that when Nina was kind of like panicking, Fabian put his arm around her and I thought that was really cute. Like he was trying to comfort her. So then we get a scene of Victor questioning them all in his office and they're giving various responses. One of mixed comments is that he's done with us and he just wants to go for a run, which I was like, bro, like Alfie is like passed out and in the hospital. Like, show. I wrote, Mick's just trying to vibe in the yellow cat shirt. And then Patricia said she's not going to do anything until she speaks to her lawyer. <laughs> and I responded with, Patricia's family is rich, confirmed. And then I wrote, but then it cut to Mara. It's just Mara and Victor staring at each other. Right. Like, intensely. She like the, she makes herself look so suspicious. <laughs> I didn't know. She's too busy being like bad girl Mara. She's like, can't believe bad girl Mara killed Elfie. <laughs> I mean, that is how one would be a bad girl. Yeah, and then Amber talking about Alfie is so sweet because she's like so distraught over the whole thing. And she was like, if he dies, he'll never know how much he makes me laugh. And like, I'll never get to tell him. And I'm like, oh, like Amphi. And I feel like he makes me laugh with so many people's OTP tags on Tumblr. Probably. Like OTP, he makes me laugh. That's It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, and just in general, I thought the way they did this scene was really, really cool. I was really into the cinematography and the editing. It was so smooth. We cut to Victor and Jerome, and Victor asked Jerome what they've done to Alfie, saying that he, of all people, would want to see these pathetic little creatures. That's what Victor calls them, obviously. <laughs> They're just desserts. And then Jerome says he honestly doesn't know, and he looks, like, really scared and upset. And I was like, oh, Jerome. Like, he's obviously, like, really worried about Alfie. And, like, Jerome is very mean to Alfie a lot of times, but, like, in this episode, I feel like you can tell that he cares a lot about Alfie. Um, so the wave, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Victor says Jerome, like, Jer- Rome, and it was, like, really funny. I have to, like, hear how he says it, because, like, it was, like, so weird. I'll try to find a clip and put it in the editing. <laughs> Come on, Jerome. So then in Nina and Amber's room, Patricia asked Nina why she gave the elixir to the medics because that was their proof. Nina says that she liked the backup plan and she kept a little bit of the elixir in a small bottle. And then I was like, this is a whole sad scene, so this isn't related time, but I did see Spangle in the scene. I noticed as well too. As lots of other decor. <laughs> Nina has like a little director like one of those cut things slate. in her room yeah like a slate in her room which is i wonder why and she has a pillow with apples on it and she has a picture of a dog that's hung up on her wall so i wonder if nina has a dog in america and just in general anytime i'm the host because i have to pause a lot to write the summary notes y'all are gonna get commentary on the decor because i enjoy this like the set design i love it though it's so cool to see like what they have because i don't always pay attention to that stuff yeah, like, I only pay attention when I pause, and I'm, like, sitting there looking at it, like, oh, Nina's got, like, all this stuff. Okay, I know we decided Nina's from Ohio, but Nina with the apple pillow because she's from the Big I just, apple. I don't get New York vibes from Nina. She's not tough enough. Maybe. I, I, I don't get New York energy, though. I don't either. Unless she's from, like, upstate New York or something. She could be from upstate New York. There are parts of upstate New York that, like, are basically Ohio, so <laughs> she's, like, western. I went to school in upstate New York. I think we should just go with she's from That's Ohio. That's what I like, Ohio. You know. I think she maybe she just likes apples. There are apples in Ohio. <laughs> they got apples everywhere, right? Yeah. So, 
Maybe she's just basic and wants to go apple picking, because I do. Same. I can't do that in Florida. Nina says she's wondering if she should get rid of the elixir because it's nothing but bad. Patricia says no, and she takes the bottle from her. Nina says it has already put their friend in the hospital, and Patricia says she'll hide it somewhere better. Nina says she's not sure of any of this anymore, and it's all too much, and walks out of the room. At school, in the bathroom, we see Patricia hiding the elixir under the lid of the toilet, and she walks out of the stall to see Jerome and teases him for being in the girls' bathroom. Jerome really gotta stop hiding in the girls' bathrooms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great place for him to be. Not a good look. Jerome, who is very angry at this point, asks what happened to Alfie. Patricia says he knows as much as she does, and he pleads with her to tell him what's going on in the cellar, saying if she doesn't, he'll tell Victor about Sabuna's secret passageway. Patricia says if he tells Victor, he'd have to explain why him and Alfie were in the cellar in the first place. And I'm like, oh, Jerome is, like, really worried about Alfie. Also, Patricia and Jerome have a lot of chemistry. In the same yeah, place. I didn't write it, but I was like, hmm. <laughs> there, 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 there's some sexual tension, Patron. but it's fun. I do love Patron. I feel like I could have been all about that had we not gone the route. Here's the thing. And I know I feel like we got into this with, like, the whole, like, baby and Patricia thing. But I feel like the writers could have, like, made me ship anything to some extent. Yeah. Truly. Especially Jerome ships. I, like, literally could ship him with pretty much every girl in the house and be happy with it. I mean, you're valid. Like, I literally wrote Jerome Nina fanfiction, which is so out of left field. And now I ship them. So, like, (laughs) anything could happen. In the classroom, we see Nina trying to write scenes for the play, but she looks really upset and keeps crossing things out. Fabian walks in joking around and calling her Shakespeare and saying he hopes that she is doing better than him with the latest riddle. Okay, I also didn't write this, but like, Nina, like the last we saw her was obviously upset and stormed out. So then we see her in the classroom looking upset. So Fabian walking in like, oh, hey, Shakespeare, what's up? Seems a bit like weird for Fabian. Like, why isn't he concerned about Nina's mental health? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like just trying to make jokes to like maybe make her feel better. I think it's more like he's okay. trying to cheer her up. When you put it that way, that's cute. Yeah, that is kind of cute. Because I'm like, Fabian is like really jokey, but that does make sense if he's just trying to cheer her up by like making jokes. Nina tells Fabian that it's her fault that Alfie's in the hospital. Fabian says it's not her fault because Patricia shouldn't leave the elixir in her bag. It was kind of a good hiding spot though, because like they don't. At this point, well, no, they already did a bag search. Never mind. Oh, it was a good hiding spot. I agree, though. Well, because even if they did a bag search, it was like they weren't going to suspect anything in a juice bottle. It's not even like a Gatorade bottle. Like they're not going to think anything weird of it. Exactly. They might sniff it. But I feel like if they sniffed it, they would think it was like alcohol. If anything, <laughs> I feel like Patricia's smuggling alcohol in her school bag. I mean, she does seem like the student that would. She's Rome. Nina calls herself a curse and says she wishes she could go back in time and turn down the scholarship. I said this is sad and a good Nina moment, but my brain started playing Peace by Taylor Swift. (laughs) 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 But also protect these kids, all of them, because the, again, the, like, the danger is near just around the corner, darling, because it lives in me every time, like, Nina or Eddie had, like, a moment when they kind of, like... I, my brain went, okay, Nettie, why were we talking about the Nettie Summer romance this time? No! I was talking about <laughs> Nina and Eddie as individual as, like, characters, actually. I have to deal with all this. Yeah, I realized that, like, right after I saw my brain went, Nettie's... <laughs> I didn't even bring up the Nettie Summer romance! I think Emily's thinking about Nettie more than we are now. My influence. Baby tells Nina that Sarah chose her for a reason, and then Patricia and Amber walk in. Patricia tells Captain Nina 
that they need help as she can't get a hold of Rufus, Fabian can't solve the riddle, and Alfie is still in the hospital. Amber says she's picking up on some weird romantic tension, <laughs> which I said is us shipping everything on this show. I'm like, there's a weird romantic tension in this world. I need a gif of that and just... <laughs> just every time we bring up a new thing we decided to ship (laughs) like they're breathing the same air i'm picking up on some weird romantic tension (laughs) (laughs) that's how droy happened okay so i like how patricia's like so we're slacking we need to get it together and amber's just like what's the flirty that would be me and sabuna though (laughs) yeah like oh sabina get your shit together you guys are in love so then nina tells them that she can't do this anymore she hands her locket to fabian she does the sabuna side and says she is out and walks out of the room and then we end on a close-up of fabian looking shocked and sad oh is that oh not to roast nina but like literally every time anything gets tough in sabuna she like quits like every time and i'm like ma'am that's not how you I was gonna Why say, like, doesn't she quit in season two as well? Like, to start a how many times does Nina quit count? Yeah. Get it? Because, again, they're, like, 16 or 17. This is a lot of stuff to deal with. And, like, it would be hard for me, too. But, yeah, it is interesting yeah. that no one else ever really tries to quit. Just her. Yeah, that's just it. Like, she... I know it's a... Outside of her grandma and her getting cursed in season two, she doesn't really ever go through, like, anything ultra-traumatic, especially compared to, like, the other characters in Sabuna and she's always the one who's like okay this bad thing happened so bye and I just I don't know mm-hmm. I just so that is the end of our episode and we gotta assign the brain cell of the week Emily you wrote Jerome but I'm like yes and no like yeah Jerome gets points yeah. for trying to rescue Alfie but he gets docked points for the fact that he tried to do it at like one o'clock in the morning when he could have done it way <laughs> but then points again for when Alfie was having a hard time and he realized he needed help and asked for help yeah, I think that's why I was like Jerome. And I think points for calling Patricia out for Sabuna keeping secrets. True. He's the only one that's there. They're all kind of not super smart. Maybe Fabian for having to be surrounded by at all times. Yeah, maybe Fabian for covering for Nina and Amber being fucking dumb. <laughs> and then we have to assign the ship of the week. I like jokingly put maybe in because I was just pointing out all the maybe in crumbs. Like... Yeah, there were maybe in crumbs. <laughs> And then I said Jerome and Alfie I get props to because Jerome was very worried about Alfie. For cast news, um, Brenna can talk about this because she put it. Yeah, so I wanted to hype up Natalia for a hot second. So if you're not following her on Instagram, you should. She's been doing a like IGTV series. I think it has a name. I can't remember what it's supposed to be called. But basically, she'll like cover different current events and she'll go into like the history and why it's important. And like it's almost like... like watching the news but in a more like entertaining way because she like is like this is why you should be paying attention to this here's what you need to know but like i don't know i've learned a lot for like the times that i've taken the time to watch them and they're really interesting so go check natalia out on instagram if you haven't already it's a really cool project she's doing again this isn't really me because i only watched one episode but they have a show recommendation (laughs) yeah so we're gonna like start a new thing maybe i don't know how this could be the only time we do this but a like if you like House of Anubis, you should watch this. So Emily and I both binged a new show. Uh, it's on Netflix, or I think it was on BBC's like iPlayer thing, if you're in the UK. It is called Get Even. Um, it's set in Britain. There's It's not a boarding school, but it's like, like a, a private school. Yeah. yeah. And there is an American in it. But she's not obsessed with it. <laughs> she's not. 
It literally took until like her because it's about four. It focuses on four girls and it like rotates them each week. And it wasn't until her episode that I was like, oh wait, she's American. Yeah, but it's really fun. It's got girl power, which I love. There's a mystery. There's like kids trying to like solve the mystery. Um, it's a little more intense than House of Anubis as far as like some of the plot points, but it's really fun and it's really easy to binge because it's only ten episodes and they're only thirty minutes each. So like I did yeah. it in two days. I think I'll like it like once I like start actually watching it. I actually started it last week after we recorded and after our live. I was like, oh hey, Britt told me to watch Get Even and I wanted to pace myself because like one of the things with like Netflix shows is like when you're done watching them, you're done watching them for usually about a year. Especially like right now with like anything with like COVID and like stuff can't film as easily. So I was like, I might not get more of this. And if I'm enjoying it, I don't want it to be over so fast. But then <laughs> yeah, I it's just really addictive. It. So go check that out if you're looking for some fun TV to watch and tweet us what you think. No spoilers, though. Don't, Laura yeah, might don't not have caught up by then. Until I officially tell you guys. Yeah, keep I it very vague. It. Like, I loved it or I hated it. <laughs> We also said we're going to play Would You Rather, but we didn't come up with questions for it, which was not a great idea. I came up with two for you when I suggested. Okay, so I'll read the two that um, Emily came up with. Would you rather own Corbiere or Vera's taxidermy dog? Corbiere. Corbiere, an icon. Easy. <laughs> Corbiere. Would you rather be a sinner or cursed by a Sankara? I think I'd want to be a sinner. Like... They look like they have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say sinner only because, like, when you're cursed by Sankara, you're yeah. like aware you're cursed by Sankara. Whereas you're not really, like, a hundred... Like, you're aware you're a sinner, but you're not really, like... If I was a sinner, I'd be simply vibing because I feel like I wouldn't really know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, whereas, like, the people that were cursed by Sankara, like, it's increasingly getting worse and it's, like, actually impacting your life. Yeah, and they also, like, could die. And I feel yes. like the sinners that didn't seem like they were going to die until everyone was going to die. I don't know. Whatever. Would you rather go on a picnic date with... Everyone goes on a picnic. A uh, picnic date with Mick or a movie date with Fabian? Hmm. I think movie date with Fabian. With I, think, I don't know. I would do, can I do both? Can I do a double header? Actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, because I feel like no. Fabian actually... Like, I feel like realistically, I thirst over Mick. But... Mick is, like, not overly my type. He would want me to be into, like, sports, which I'm not. That's fair. I think I would pick the picnic date just because the movie Fabian picks is not entertaining. Like, the season two thing he takes joy on. Yeah, was this some, like, Egypt movie? Yeah. Yeah, just so he could study for a Sabuna riddle. Yeah, I'd rather go on a picnic date with Mick where he was, like, dedicated to the date as opposed to going on a date with Fabian where he, um, you know, was just trying to go do Sabuna stuff. <laughs> Would you rather be blinded by the tunnels or muted by I Sankara? I think muted. I think that'd be easier to manage. Well, the blinding only lasts, like, 24 oh, hours. Yeah, that's true, but so I think how long was she muted for? A few days. At least a, maybe, like, a week. Yeah. I don't know. How long was that arc? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I would say a week. I was going to say when you said the technique thing, I was going to say, or a candlelit <laughs> burger. Also a good time. Would you rather have Trudy's chocolate cake or Eddie's pancake surprise? Chocolate cake? Because I love chocolate cake. <laughs> chocolate cake. I would like to try the pancakes, but something about them tells me the diabetic in me would like eat one and be like, 
I'll say Eddie's pancakes. I'm curious. Ooh, would you rather have a misfortune cookie or those weird like fiber bar things that Mara made? <laughs> a misfortune cookie. Or were they like vegetable bars? Is that what they're called? Uh, would yeah. you vote for Mara or Amber to be your class president? Probably Mara. <laughs> yeah, I would vote for Mara. Um, would you rather have Letdown as a pet or Trudy and Victor as a pet? <laughs> I love dogs. I, I forgot that Trudy and Victor were like hamsters. The hedgehogs. They were like hedgehogs. I was like, <laughs> Trudy and Victor as my pet. <laughs> I thought you meant the people. No, the hedgehogs. Which I love that they're named that. I would have Letdown because I love dogs, but hedgehogs would be really fun. Dogs. So... Hedgehogs would be fun, but I would rather have a dog. I think I'm going to have to say Trudy and Victor just because um, Letdown I don't think would vibe with my dogs. Okay, if you had to be in a school play, would you rather be in the season one school play or the season three school play? The season three school play? <laughs> the season three one? Day. It would be so fun. I just, I would make sure they have the unicorn <laughs> costumes though. Uh, I think I would be in the season one because I just like the story. But season three is a fun time. <laughs> Would you rather? Oh, I was gonna say, would you rather go on a fake date with Jerome? And then I realized you only ever got the. I can't believe we only got one fake dating trope in this entire season. I would rather go on a fake date with Tom from Wolfblood. We got two, and they were both Jerome. Jerome Mara and Jerome Patricia. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on a fake date with Tom from Wolfblood. (laughs) Always bringing it back to Wolfblood. Just because I have a crush on him. Um, Okay. Would you rather. Would you rather an AU where. Mick and Willow show up in the Wolfblood universe, or Rinian and Shannon show up in the Anubis universe? Rinian and Shannon in the Anubis universe. Rinian and Shannon and HOA would be so, so much fun. more fun. Sorry. If, if Mick and Willow came into the uh, Wolfblood universe, there, I feel like they would just be like, okay, cool. Like, I feel like Mick wouldn't even notice anything's going on. Willow would probably be yelling about. <laughs> Mick would just be like, I'm going to go play soccer. Like, Mick would just be yeah. playing soccer with Tom and Jimmy and the boys. Willow would just be yelling about vibes. Bad vibes. <laughs> Anytime one of the wolf bloods came near here, like, bad vibes. Where is Shannon and Rydian, like, walking into Anubis' house? Would be- <laughs> Shannon might beat Mara for the mystery. Shannon solving. would solve the mystery in, like, a day. Oh my god, can you imagine a Shannon-Mara-Sabuna power team? <laughs> they would be unstoppable. Because if Shannon elixir she would be like testing it immediately <laughs> shannon mars the buddha power team with blood house <laughs> all right any any more would you rather is we like i love that we're just coming up with these on the spot no i can't think of any that was fun though maybe next time we'll do it a little more organized <laughs> you guys can send us in would you rathers and we'll answer them oh that's a good idea time. yeah feel free to send us some in or if anyone has in any games that they think would be fun for us to play i know tiff said that she was going to start giving us suggestions when i was hanging out with her so um if anyone listening has any games they might think would be fun for us to be playing you know let us know um we i don't think we mentioned this at the beginning of the episode but if you guys have any like verbal responses you want to make to our episodes we now have that option and i'm gonna let someone else tell you more about it yeah so you can go on our anchor page so if you go on anchor.fm slash anubis backwards there should be an audio submission button somewhere so you can record a little voice clip and we will listen to it and you may hear yourself on a future episode so definitely give us your reactions uh after you listen to an episode if you have any opinions or thoughts you want to share about it we'd love to hear them so Check that out. 
Or if you know, like, next week's we're going to be talking about something that you really want to talk about. Like, you have this, like, very, like, definitive thought on. I would consider signing it in too, but I think right now just you reacting to us and us reacting to you would be, potentially would be better. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Please follow us on our social media. We are at Anubis Podcast on Twitter, at Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram, at Anubis Backwards Pod on TikTok. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there anyone there? Sabuna.